0: You and me together. Together. Constant companions forever. Forever. Talking about things like weather or not. Oh, not. Take some time out of your week. Your week. Listen and then you will see. Oh, you'll see. How much you enjoy our show or not. Constant
1: Welcome everybody. Welcome to Constant Companion Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Connor Orr. Back from my absence in last week, I want to thank Dallas uh for being here as well and filling in for me last week. Dude, I got your back. There's Dude, no worries there. You always do. And I, I gotta say, last week's episode, if you weren't uh if you weren't there for it. Um, it was all about conspiracy theories, which we've already done in the past, but it was a follow-up episode. I was immensely disappointed. I missed out on the discussion about the turtle.
0: That, that was pretty much the focus of our discussion, it seemed like, was this, is the fact that we live on a turtle, and the world's flat, and the turtle's just walking, God's telling the turtle where to walk, and that's pretty much all you need to know from last episode.
1: What's so funny about that is as we were listening to it, me and my, uh, my sisters, because I'm out at college again now, and we we're sitting there listening to it, and my sister Morgan is this big fan of the series called Discworld by Terry Pratchett, as well as my dad, and the whole point of that book, well not the whole point, but the world takes place on, it's like the world is like a disc, it's like a flat earth, balanced on like four elephants who are on top of this turtle that floats through space. So I wonder if Terry Pratchett actually had some real connection to, like, the truth.
0: Oh, absolutely. It is truth. It's, it's a common known fact that we're on a turtle. So. Four elephants.
1: You opened my mind. You expanded um, each and every one of ours understanding who listened to that episode. So I just want to thank you for stepping in when other people weren't willing to tell the truth.
0: Oh, you're absolutely welcome. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to Kyle as well. He was our expert. Um, on all things conspiracy theories and flat earth.
1: That's right. How do you you book them on the show? How do you get somebody of that um, repertoire to come on the show? Run me through, like, the the process. Uh, First off, you start as friends. Mm -hmm. Um, Then you elevate yourself
0: to business partners. Right. We uh, run a business together. And then... You come back down to friend again and that's where you ask him because by that time you've you've gained some connection with him you've gained some acquaintance mm-hmm. with him and now you're friends and you can just be best buds and be like hey broski you want to come on the show he's like hell heck yeah i do <laughs> and so he yep. said he said he said hell yeah but i'm saying heck yeah
1: <laughs> yeah dude no i gotcha I mean, that's some real camaraderie right there. That's what being a constant companion is all about, in my personal opinion.
0: Exactly, and, and I started listening to a guy named Gary. He, he, has a, he has a show called Gary V, Ask Gary V. Mm-hmm. He's just a big business Mongol guy, he's really smart. And he says, what you gotta do to grow your business um, is to constantly put in the work and do the hustle. And hustling with That's people. a dance, right? Oh, it's a dance but it's also an act. Mm. You have to act the part, dance the part, in order to get the part.
1: Right, yeah. I think that's what the song's about, actually. I think so, yeah, absolutely. Um, Do the hustle. I gotta tell you a story, actually. Oh, okay. So just to fill you in on my week, uh, I was not here last week because I was traveling um, to Idaho for school, Um so I guess we're technically like a fully like BYU podcast now because we're both out of BYU. Um, well, BYU, I'm BYUi, so I guess I'm like on the lower tier. But um, I was on a plane and I was getting text from Dallas on the plane because I bought like thirty minutes of Wi-Fi, and Dallas is like, "Hey, is there anything that you want me to share?" And I was about to text him, and I'm kind of starting out with the story time right now. I, I didn't tell you this, Dallas. So we're flying and the thing is, I, I went through airport security before this and I was already having a bad experience. I got crotch padded because I left earbuds in my pocket when I was going through security and they thought I had a gun or something. And so the guy just like comes up to me, he's like, I'm gonna have to uh, pat your butt and crotch area. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> do your worst. And so um, he goes for it and it's okay, it's not too bad. Um, But anyhow, I'm sitting there. I'm waiting to get on my plane. Some girls give me dirty looks because I'm eating McDonald's, and I guess she looks down on people for eating fast food. Um, And so finally we get on the plane, and it's fine. I'm between these two, like, big guys, rather rotund, and I feel safe um, because I know if anything (laughs) happens, they're going to be there to cushion me. And so I don't say a word to them the whole plane ride. I'm just trying to make it through the five hours of flight. Anyhow, we're about to, we're approaching Salt Lake, and the pilot comes over the intercom, and he's like, he says, uh, yeah, so there's some bad weather, a lot of winds, so it's going to be about 20 minutes before we can pull into Salt Lake, and I'm like, alright, no problem, 20 more minutes, I can last. Then about 20 minutes later, he comes over to the intercom. Yeah, they're still not letting people in, uh, so we're not going to be landing uh, for another 20 minutes. I'm like, all right. So about 10 minutes after that, he's like, okay, looks like uh, they're giving us the go. Uh, it seems like it's still a little windy, so I'd expect a bit of turbulence, but nothing too bad. And I'm like, all right, whatever. There's, I've been through turbulence before. It's not going to be a big deal. So we start to hit a bit of turbulence, and it gets a little bumpy. What I would consider like severe turbulence or somewhat severe turbulence And so I was just like, alright, we're fine. And then like five minutes pass and it's fine. Like nothing's happening. I thought we had passed it. And then literally out of nowhere, like the entire plane, I'm not even kidding, I've never seen it like this, does an entire like 180. And everybody on the plane starts screaming. I'm not exaggerating, this totally happened. We all like bounced out of our seats people were freaking out people started screaming people were getting up out of their seats the people who um like the what do they call them the flight attendants they had to get out of their seats to go and like tell people to sit down and like they were pushing them back in their seats people were like trying to figure out where their masks were at like it was insane <laughs> i'm not even joking and so wait, i wait like, wait
0: wait wait just to clarify just get a picture you're saying the plane did a complete 180
1: when I say 180, I mean like turned, like not, or I shouldn't say it. So flipped maybe it went around, like 90, but like the wings. Yeah, I should say 90. That's probably a better. That's probably a better uh, estimate. Okay. And so it's just like I'm just envisioning like this that. this
0: giant plane just being flipped around.
1: Yeah, that dude. It was and insane. then you start heading the
0: other direction. I'm like, no. It was
1: definitely not. Yeah, it was 90 degrees. I said 180. It's definitely 90. Anyhow um, Anyhow But yeah Like I said People were freaking out Kids were crying Adults were screaming um, Everybody was jumping out of their seats People were like Just doing dumb things And so I just sat there And I didn't say anything And I just looked to the guy to my right And he's just like Wow, this guy wasn't kidding, was he? And I was just like, yeah, whoa. That was like all I said the whole time. Like in my mind, I was saying like, this has got to be normal. This is completely normal. And then the pilot's just like, hold on over the intercom. And I'm just like, oh, great. (laughs) So we come in and we land. And it's a pretty bumpy landing. Anyhow, so I just thought, all right, that was just really bad. But that's probably still fairly normal. Probably didn't. Maybe it happens like once every 10 flights. And so then – the pilot comes out and everybody gives him a standing ovation for landing the plane without killing us. And then he says, yeah, i never seen anything like that in 30 years of doing this. And it was just like 30 years. I've only flown oh like maybe five times ever in my life. And this time it happens to be a flight that probably could have ended really badly if this guy didn't have so much experience under his belt. It was insane.
0: Wow. They don't prepare you for that.
1: No. The videos they, they always just, make you, just tell you feel calm. Well, oh, there
0: might be a little bit of turbulence. It's kind of like a doctor telling you there's a little bit of pain as they're sticking this giant needle in your arm and it kills. This is the exact same thing. Oh, there's just a little bit of turbulence as we're flying down to our deaths.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> I always like like when you're watching, when they do like the presentation at the beginning, they're always like, in the unlikely event of something happening where uh, you freak out or the plane is about to crash – these masks will drop and the masks never dropped. but people were trying to reach and like break through and get them or figure out where they were. And so that's when I started to be like, okay, this isn't normal. But um, even like people who like you could tell had flown a million times, like people in business class and stuff were talking about it. It was insane. Everybody like there were people who started recording with their phone, and that's when I knew like, this has to be weird because people are recording this with their phone, like everybody's reactions. I wonder, it's if it's a, be, I wonder if I could find it on YouTube.
0: Dude, I bet you could. And it's going to be like the the video of the United guys, United Airlines passenger. Yeah, being it was the same the week
1: plane. that that what happened. If it,
0: what if they're like, oh, we are we have too much weight on the plane right now. Uh, we're we're going to have to ask a few of you to jump off the plane.
1: <laughs> we'll pay you $1,000. Dude, um, you can make good money on that, too. Oh, heck yeah, you could. I would totally do it if they offered me $1,000.
0: Absolutely. I totally would jump off a plane for a thousand dollars. They could they make the a parachute, parachute
1: out of the dollar bills that they're giving me,
0: or the or the uh, the oxygen mask they couldn't find.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Goodness, so they just lost all control there.
1: Yes. Well, sorry, sorry I didn't mean for that to take so long.
0: No, that's good. That kind of that kind of leads us perfectly into our topic today, um, of traveling, but more specifically in traveling road trips.
1: Mm-hmm. The safer way to travel, as I've since learned. Thank goodness my parents are going to be out here for my sister's graduation, so I will be driving in a car home. I will not be flying home.
0: Unless you're driving in Utah, then it can be just as dangerous. Perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, it is, 100% actually. Okay, I, it's I proven believe you. Fact. Okay, but what we want to talk about today, um, we kind of want to talk about some, some of our, our, our memories of road trips, some of our funniest moments Um, and we also after the show we'll post a google map of the ultimate road trip west of the Mississippi Mm -hmm. and what we did we went on like reddit we went on instagram we went on facebook and we asked all these experts what is what are some amazing sites tourist attractions tourist uh, what'd you call it? Like a tourist tourist trap? traps. A tourist traps west of the Mississippi. Because we live in Utah, we live in Idaho, and we want somewhere close by within like a day or two's drive that we can go to and we can tour. And so we created this ultimate road trip. We'll share with you um, after the show uh, the the map we created with just the perfect road trip. I think it's pretty dope. Connor added some amazing, amazing sites on there as well. I have
1: to say a few of my spots are actually east of the Mississippi, but this is for all my East coasters back there. If you want some hot places to go check out the hot spots, I've got them here. There's like three of them, (laughs) but they're the best place. If you're going to stop by anywhere on the East coast, I highly recommend these three places. I think it's three. Maybe it's only two, three. Yeah, we're good. (laughs)
0: <laughs> what, what, what are the three? Just so we can okay. so clarify. So just
1: to get started, this is yeah, for those on. who are coming from the West, who are getting really sick of that you know, California Baja flavor, and they want to come over. Um, I've got some places for you. If you're from the South and you, you don't want to adventure too far out, but you still want a little bit of that East Coast cheap flair, we're talking about South of the Border, South Carolina. You're on your way to Myrtle Beach, but I'm telling you, if you stop here, you're not going to be leaving. You're not getting to the beach. South of the border is a place where there are constant billboards, and you see when you are approaching South Carolina, you will see signs at least 100 to 200 miles out of south of the border warning you about south of the border telling you how amazing of a place it is and it's all these little cartoons and it's this little mexican dude with a big sombrero and a big mustache and he's always shaking maracas and they don't they don't tell you anything about south of the border. They'll have like fun facts or they'll have like see the world's largest like I said like sombrero or something or see this or that and it's just like all these novelty things and you get there and it's literally a little it's like some statues of like some Mexican dudes, and like maybe a mariachi band somewhere, and then just public restrooms. It's the greatest <laughs> place kidding? on the face of the planet. Oh in fact, gosh, it was named number one worst tourist trap in America, according to, I don't know if it was Forbes? It was something I was reading the other day, even though I've been there multiple times. We that's... always, I fun fact, I every time I would go there and we took pictures with the little Mexican statues, I would always end up crying. Are you serious?
0: Mm-hmm. That's kind of uh, kind of related to what you see when you're driving from like Minnesota to Idaho or Utah, and you're driving through like South Dakota. You see literally like 600 miles outside of this place. You see these billboards for Walls Walls Drugs. You know Walls Drugs?
1: No, I don't.
0: Oh my! It is. It is the greatest. Um, but also worst tourist trap in the world, because literally for 600 miles, you're seeing these billboards like every half mile saying "Come to Walls Drugs, uh, free ice water, delicious dollar uh, ice creams." <laughs> their their big thing is their free ice water. Free though. ice water. That's their biggest thing because this place, this Walls Drugs, used to be like a a big um, old time settlement like in the 1800s, the Wild Wild West. People would go there for their water.
1: Dang. Um
0: so yeah. But literally for six hundred miles it's literally you're just seeing
1: these Billboards for billboards it.
0: Billboards full of it. And so that's kinda like what what you see yeah. what, what do you call it? the south it's, of the border. It's you're just seeing. called
1: South of the Border.
0: That's that's amazing.
1: It's uh it's interesting because um there really is nothing there yet. You feel like you're approaching something. I think they might sell fireworks there. They might have that. Um I also want to give a shout out to uh Gibson Gibson or Gibson Town, I think. Um, but they call it Town, Florida. It is one of the last actual like places where you can find real freak shows and carnies. And like back in the day, they used to have like a guy who had like three eyes and two mouths. And they had this lady who was uh, like a Siamese twin and like she had her twin sister growing out her abdomen. Um, there's some pictures of some hairy men who I guess are probably women or something. Um, All sorts of just weird stuff that probably would be terrible to host now, but when you're in Florida, I guess you can get away with it nowadays. Like right here, uh, John Red Stewart, 66, the oldest sword swallower, still performing um, on the sideshow, swallowing a Ford Axle. Um, and he just looks like a disgusting human being. So if you're looking for disgusting human beings or if you wanna be mortified and entertained at the same time, I highly recommend Gibtown, Florida. I almost said Arizona. Lots of freak shows there too, but I don't think they actually put themselves on display like they do here. One more for the East Coast. This is a personal favorite. Great Waves um, Water Park in Alexandria, Virginia. If you are looking to be put out of your comfort zone as a white person, this is the water park for you. Um, there are minorities galore, um, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I was out of my element when I went there. Um, and it is literally wall to wall, people of color inside the swimming pool. And there is absolutely no room for swimming. You literally sit in a floaty and you bob around and you stay there for an hour and you leave because it's one of the worst experiences you've ever had um i could say a lot about it there's pool nazis as in the lifeguards are actual nazis and if you touch the wall of the swimming pool they will uh, blow their whistle at you and tell you to let go even if you're drowning um and also they treat everybody in there like they're cattle and they're the only white people there, so I don't know because it's Virginia or something, because it's technically south of the Mason-Dixon line, if that's like what they're going for. Um, But yeah, you definitely could feel some uh, historic, uh, what would you you call that? Dominance? Sure. Um, And also it's a three hour drive. So we drove three hours to go there, and we stayed there for an hour and got the heck out of there as fast as we could. So if you're looking for a good old fashioned terrible time, Alexandria, Virginia, Great Waves Water Park.
0: Oh my goodness. That Okay, we're this is totally related, um but is better than that. Okay, cool. There, there's there's a place in Wisconsin called Wisconsin Dells.
1: Let's start the road trip here. Is that okay? okay? Let's,
0: let's start it here. Yeah. That sounds good to me. The Wisconsin Dells is the water park central of the world it mm-hmm. is it literally has like 10 to 20 different water parks you can go to there people come from all over the world um, to come to this little town it only has like 2,000 3,000 people in this town but literally it has so many water parks that you can just spend weeks there and I remember when my brother graduated um, we went there for his graduation like gift or whatever um, and we went there and we spent like a week in there, but we didn't even spend, we didn't even go to like half the attractions we could have gone there. Also there, this is one great memory um, in Wisconsin Dells I have. There's a wizard world there. Wizard world? A, a wizard world. Um, I don't remember the exact name, but it's like, it's like an adventure you can go into and you're like a wizard and you have to go and go through all these corridors, you explore this huge place and completing quests and stuff. And so it's like the ultimate video game, but is it
1: like ma- is it called Magic Quest? That is probably it. I Dude, think that's I've it. played it before. Really? Mm-hmm. They have them. All- <laughs> they have them in a few places.
0: Okay, I thought it was just in Wisconsin. But- They're
1: super cool, though. You have like the little wand that you point at stuff. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you go around. There's like screens where you fight like dragons, and you have to collect like rune stones.
0: Yeah, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever, but looking back now, it kind of seems a little bit overrated, but...
1: Yeah, it was totally... I think it was really expensive, too. Probably, like, 40 bucks a person, I bet, for, like, an all-day thing.
0: Yeah, it definitely was. It was fun, though.
1: Yeah, it was definitely, like, one of... I remember when I first saw it, it was just one of those things where it was just, like, you'd never seen anything like that. It was, like, a video game where you could actually run around and do stuff. It was so Mm -hmm. cool at the time.
0: But yet now it's not because you have VR, you have all this other
1: crap. Right. And you kinda of realize how like lame it really was and how you <laughs> looked running around with your friends with these stupid wands. Especially when you exited the place and you still had your wands and stuff on you. I remember people dressing up and going in there, so I guess they were having a good time. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: I remember there was a slide, I think I was I think I was maybe like fourteen or fifteen when I did this. And there was a slide that was meant for like little kids and I went down it and I got stuck. <laughs> Because you had to go from this top level to this lower level and go down on the slide and I wasn't able to do it. Dude, I got
1: stuck and I had to crawl back up. The secret is you we're supposed to use the spell to expand the slide so that you could slide the rest of the way down. Oh my god! It's gosh. simple geometry, dude.
0: Simple, simple wizardomics.
1: wizardry. <laughs> wizardomics.
0: Yeah, Alright. Let's, let's go into um, a portion that I want to call Yahoo Answers real quick cuz there's some pretty good Yahoo Answers. <laughs> that we call that.
1: Okay, cool. We jump right it, into it. We we picked one spot and now we're going straight into Yahoo Answers. We're going
0: straight to Yahoo Answers cuz this is important cuz this will lead our discussion.
1: Okay. Um
0: What this this person asked? What is what is their name? They have no name. They're anonymous. They asked though, what is the funniest thing to happen to you on a road trip. So I want you to start, Connor. I want you to tell us the funniest thing and where it happened, and whether we should go there on a road trip.
1: Hmm. I'm trying to think of funny things that actually ever happened to me on a road trip. Um, I've definitely had some crazy things happen to me. Uh, I remember, I don't know why we keep talking about water parks, but um, we were on some sort of road trip, and we went to a water park I was too young to remember this. I was probably about three years old. And the thing about road trips you need to keep in mind is you have to have a good like snack to medication ratio because you're either gonna get hungry and have nowhere to stop, or you don't wanna have to stop somewhere because it's gonna interrupt the trip. And then also you're obviously gonna get car sick. And one thing you gotta keep in mind is if you have little kids, you wanna pack all sorts of medication like pepto Uh, in my case, in case they get really excited. And so a lot of kids, when they get excited, they pee their pants. In my case, I guess I would crap myself when I would get excited when I was like three. And so they took me to a water park and I was so excited that we got to the top of the slide. Never been on a water slide. I was with my dad I think. Anyhow, so we start going down the slide and that's when I decide to let it rip. Right? (laughs) that's the most exciting time too so i'm sliding down and my dad's behind me and so poop trails are being left down like along with the water slide and all of a sudden all the water just turns brown and like it's coming down into the pool they had to shut down the entire water slide for like (laughs) a day because of me
0: do they have to like empty the water and then refill it again you know
1: i don't know i'd have to check with my parents but i grew up hearing that story so, I, if anybody, like, tries to scare me, I just tell them I shut down a water slide all by myself at the age of three. Oh, my It's a pretty gosh. intimidating thing to say.
0: That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. But, what? like I said, if
1: they would have just, you know, popped a bit of pictobo- bismol down my throat, I probably would have been fine.
0: Yeah, it would have just stopped you right up.
1: It may have just – if I would have had, like, some solidity to what my excrement was that day, maybe it would have just been a little log that fell behind me rather than – you know, this constant stream of diarrhea. They just, why do all, all our over. stories
0: come back to poop? I don't know, dude. Is that, is it's that part just, of life. It's part of it's life. It's part of life. Cause
1: I have a story that has to do with poop too. It's sweet dude. <laughs> Let's hear it.
0: Have we you should ever been in the
1: podcast poop, poop cast?
0: Oh my gosh. We should. Cause that literally every episode we're talking about it, but this, this should be a quick one. I'm sure a lot of you listeners, um, have had those experiences where you are on a road trip and you're in the middle of nowhere and you see a sign that says next rest stop 60 miles away and you're thinking oh crap what if I have to go poop before those 60 miles what am I supposed to do well it happened to me and what did I do <laughs> I was literally having the biggest urge of my life to just let it go mm-hmm. and I'm like oh, it's either I go into this farm field right now and fertilize their corn for them, <laughs> or I poop in my pants. <laughs> and so what I do, I say, Papa Kennedy, pull off right here. I don't care if it's midday or anything. I need a Papa Squat.
1: Find a good big corn stalk to fertilize.
0: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm looking for the small one so I Oh, can that's help probably true. Yeah, I'm thinking ahead. And so I go, and I run out into the middle of the cornfield. And and the corn is just like like right up to my chest, so you can still see me there. Mm-hmm. You know the corn's not high enough for it to be like encompassing me, and nobody and it can hide in there. So I'm my head just popped there. I have my pants down, and cars are just passing by. All of a sudden, this um this convertible full of beautiful women <laughs> drive by, and they see me, and they're like. <laughs> What are you doing out there, boy? As they're driving <laughs> by at like 60 miles an hour, I'm like, I'm popping a squat. Because I'm like, I'm never going to see them again. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm never going to see them. I'm like, yeah, I'm pooping. Back off. How old were you again? I was 11 years old. Okay, cool. And and so I'm done. We, I, we wipe up. We go. Guess who we see one hour later? No. Guess who we see one hour later?
1: The hotties in the convertible or whatever? The hotties
0: in the convertible at the local McDonald's in the next town over. No. We stop there. I didn't know it was them at first. We go in. We order my chicken nuggets. We order my McChickens. Mm -hmm. And I see them in the back. They see me. We make eye contact. They know it's me because of the clothes (laughs) I'm wearing. And they saw the shirt I was wearing, which was a, a Superman shirt. (laughs) Because you don't dress up for road trips, okay? No, no, for sure. And they just give me the deepest, humiliating look of my life that I've ever seen before. And they just all look at me, look at each other, look back at me, and start laughing. No. And I'm like, Mom, (laughs) let's go. Let's (laughs) drive through this. And I start crying, and I run to the car and I've never pooped on the side of the road again. Dude,
1: here's, this is how you should have solved that problem. You walk up to those girls and you say, uh-huh. look at this shirt, okay, I'm Superman. Superman poops too. You know what else Superman does? He has laser vision. He can kill you if he wants. Superman can crush your bones. Superman can fly. Superman could probably take 10 poops on your convertible right now if he wanted to. And I guarantee you they would have stopped laughing instantaneously. They either would have been deadly afraid or just head over heels in love with you. I should have pooped on their convertible. You should have pooped on their convertible. Really? Because 11-year-olds can get away with anything, right? Yeah, they can.
0: I should have pooped my convertible. Dad, get in the car now. We're booking it. I'm pooping. Let's go book it out. And leave your Superman
1: shirt in there just so they know it was you for sure.
0: It's my calling card. Mm Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was good. This was good. That, I've never
1: told anyone that story before. Um, wow, that was a yeah, that was a good, decent story. Good road trip you. story though.
0: I appreciate that. Uh, let's move into the next topic real quick. Next Yahoo answer: What are some fun things to do on a road trip? What do you like to do on a road trip?
1: Oh, okay. This is actually like one of my favorite things I've ever done on a road trip. So we had this one of those vans that has like power outlets in it, and it has a DVD player. And it also had, like, um, AV hookups. So we decided that we wanted to play games. And we're like, hey, do you think we could hook up the Wii in the car and play games? And so we're like, yeah. So we actually hooked up our Wii, and we would play Smash Brothers in the car. And it was the coolest thing. And I just remember, like... I guess we probably like blew a fuse or something because of the amount of power we were running through our Wii in our car, and uh, <laughs> but we played for a good like two hours before the thing died on us. But it was super cool.
0: Oh, absolutely! That when I found out that you can put power outlets in cars, that made me so happy because mm-hmm. then I could bring my PlayStation or my Xbox wherever I want on the road trip with me. That was like the that was like. The biggest news I've ever heard in my entire life.
1: Yeah, no, it still it still blows my mind. Even though I have a laptop that I could play a game on too, or a handheld, or something, mm-hmm. just something about playing a console in a car is like a special moment. And I've now you can so do it times. though. Mm-hmm. Now you can do it with the Nintendo Switch. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You can just
0: bring your your your
1: uh, whatever it is. I don't know what it is. The system with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also want to say – I want to give a real quick shout-out to the Fruit Smiley Wars. Um, I'll explain this real quick. This was another thing. When the Wii died, what we would do is we uh, we would always go and get a bunch of snacks at Walmart. And instead of buying name brand, we'd always buy Great Value because it's Great Value. Mm-hmm. And – we would always get the fruit smileys and their little fruit snacks with smileys. And the thing is, because of the low production quality, they were always kind of like smashed or they would have these big like gashes in them when you would open them up. So they all, so we gave them names and we would have wars with them. And so there was one named Scarface cause he had this big gash in his face. He was like a little grapefruit smiley. We had the twin, which was two of them that like came stuck together. We had all sorts of different ones. And so we would make them fight each other until they killed each other. And finally, when one would die, we would eat it.
0: And oh, we my did goodness. did that for, like,
1: three hours.
0: Absolutely. Those – you can have so much fun with Smiley's, but you also can just enjoy them so much because they taste so mm-hmm. good. I remember – I like those better than Gushers or better than Fruit by the Foots because they gave you plenty of them and they were cheap. Mm-hmm. and they're delicious. You get
1: the massive box of them.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I remember my one of my fun things to do on the road trip, kind of relates to yours, is playing games on the road. But it also came with a price, though, because I used to bring my Game Boy uh, Color on the road with us. And, the, and those things, you have to replace the batteries, mm-hmm. and it was a struggle because there would be times where it would run out of batteries, and we didn't have any in the car, and so I'd have to wait another hour to get more batteries at the next gas station. I'm like, freak.
1: Is that Was that ever a struggle to you at all? Yeah. Or do you ever do that? Yeah. Those were some of the things that I always kind of foresaw, I think, as I got older. Um, but, yeah, there were definitely times when that would happen. I think now it's probably more like – Not that anybody really has a problem because everybody has chargers in their cars now, but now it's like when your phone dies and you're out doing something and you're like, ah, crap, or you need directions somewhere. and But yeah, but back in the day, I mean, your Game Boy was, that was your thing, and you had to keep track of the batteries and you had to take care of it. It wasn't something that everybody accommodated for. And so, yeah, that was definitely depressing when it happened, especially when I would play games – I would have games that had batteries in them, like Pokemon Pinball had an extra battery because it had a rumble pack in it, and so you had batteries in the Game Boy, and then you had a battery in the back of the game. And then, and then you would you would
0: choose which one was most important to have. Mm-hmm. If you ran out of batteries in the Game Boy Color, would you take the batteries from the game, uh, the Pokemon Pinball? You know, yeah. which one's more important, you know, to have batteries in?
1: Like, and uh, I was, like, trying to get away with replacing one battery. It's like, can I get away with just the little, like, which one of these has more juice in it? And you would just test it out. And then if all has failed, you would, like, scramble around and find, like, the DVD player remote that you had in the car or something. And you would <laughs> use the batteries from that in, like, a desperate attempt to get your Game Boy to work.
0: Yeah, it was a struggle. Oh, my gosh. You have to move the battery in just the right way to... Mm-hmm. To get it going. The springs
1: were always like out of place and like half <laughs> rusted, and there's battery acid that had like blown up inside it. And
0: yep, oh gosh, erosion. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's beautiful. All right, real quick, what is like your funnest um, non-technology games to play in road Trip, Like the A to Z game or ooh, that's a good I Spy, question. Or whatever. What? Yeah.
1: Um. Well, typically we would play the license plate game, or we would play the um. Like you said, the A to Z game was when we did a lot. And there's a gas station in the Pennsylvania area, or well, it's more than Pennsylvania. It's along the East Coast, and um, it's called Sheets. And so, anytime you needed a Z, you'd always get to the end. You needed a Z, you'd always hope that you'd go by Sheets because it's S H E E T Z, and so you'd always be guaranteed a Z if you saw the first Sheets. And they were all over the place over there. So,
0: yeah, that's when, it, or, or or you'd have to wait like. 30 minutes to the next city with a Z and I don't even know if there are cities with Z's in it are there like Z was the, probably yeah, the I biggest one he had struggles with I don't know that's why it was fun
1: what was the license plate game the license plate game is where you basically try to find a license plate from every state Oh. yeah so you're going along and you're trying to find you, you keep track of it and it's usually for really long road trips so we're mm-hmm. talking a few days on the road oh and i don't know if we've ever actually accomplished it you might find like a majority of states but like finding hawaii or something is always going to be a struggle
0: oh yeah because they have to they have to like bring the car over by boat Mm -hmm. and nobody's ever going to really do that do they do that right
1: dude uh you know i don't remember they might i'm sure there's probably a car somewhere around here that has a hawaii license plate
0: yeah there's got to be oh gosh Do you have any other questions?
1: No, I don't. Okay. I don't want to detract from the road trip.
0: No. Yeah, this is good. This is good. Um, Do you have, like, a best road trip memory? Just one of your, like, nostalgic road trips that you just keep thinking back on?
1: Um, I have one memory I think of a lot. I don't know if it's necessarily, like, my favorite memory, Um, Mm -hmm. but it's very distinct and it was when we were going out to, we were going to South Dakota. And it was before we got to the Black Hills, it was the first time I'd gone out west ever. And seeing the west for the first time makes you feel so small and insignificant. And you're out there in the middle of nowhere. And you literally can see for miles and miles and miles, especially coming from the East Coast, where it's just trees and small little mountains. Being out there, it's just like a totally different experience. And so I remember going through the Badlands and looking around, and it's just rolling hills. Everything looked like a window screensaver. It was just the weirdest thing. And there were lightning rods because there was nothing there that was taller than the little rolling hills. So they would have to put up lightning rods for lightning to strike so it wouldn't, like, kill cattle or something. And I just remember us, like, going through there, and then on the radio... They said that, um, like, tennis ball-sized hail would be coming down momentarily. And, of course, there's nowhere to seek refuge because you're in the middle of nowhere. And we're like, oh, crap. And so we're just driving and we say a prayer that the hail will, like, somehow miraculously avoid us. And sure enough, all of, and like I said, it's just a long stretch of road. And the clouds literally just parted parted right across the road and so there's like hail to the left and right of us but we just keep going and we're like wow that was seriously a miracle it was crazy it was like moses parting yeah, dude. the sea it was part of the my dad
0: oh my goodness this is
1: true <laughs> yeah dude no that was the weirdest thing but i thing is i remember parts of it but i think i fell asleep through part of it and my parents like i think they have more dramatic memories of it because i was probably only like i don't know 12 13 Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, that, that's really inspiring. That's really inspiring. Thanks for sharing that, Connor. I'm no so, problem. so proud of you. Um, one for me, and this kind of leads into um, what we talked about at the beginning, the map that we're, we created of the ultimate road trip. Me and my mom did an ultimate road trip west of the Ooh, Mississippi. I want to hear. Okay. We started in Minnesota, and we traveled down, straight down, and we went – to Arkansas and we visit our sister there we went to um, that's where like the Walmart headquarters is and that was where my uh, sister's husband was working at hmm and this is where it gets fun okay we travel through Texas visit my family in Texas and then the first place we go to Roswell New Mexico I've heard of Roswell do you know Roswell it's like the alien headquarter of the world okay? yes and so that's back in, in like, 1947 where that, that alien crash happens, cover up by the government, yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. Okay. They have this – this uh, it's not really a huge museum. It's kind of, like, not very impressive for what we were expecting when we got there. But there's this huge museum which just dedicated to aliens. Um, there's, like, a conference that happens every year there. Uh, it's just a pretty – it's a pretty cool town in the middle of New Mexico. Um, and then we went from there – we went to the Grand Canyon. So we went up through Arizona to the Grand Canyon. It's beautiful, go see it. You kind of get bored with it after a little bit though, just because it's the same thing. Um, This is where it gets fun though. As we're traveling up through, through Arizona and we cut through the corner of Utah and we go through this little town called Mexican Hat, Utah. It's this little town, there's like maybe a couple hundred people that live there. Um, but we're running out of gas. We're running on fumes. We've've been, we've been low for a little bit, and we stop in this town and we're really hungry. And we stop at the Mexican Hat Lodge and there's a guy there. His name is Cowboy. It was like cowboy Bob or Cowboy Jones or something. <laughs> and we go there, we sit down. All they have on the menu is steak and like beans. But it's Whoa. like 30 bucks. Holy. Cow. Oh, no, no. I remember what it's called. It's called like the swinging grill, um, something, but it's at this hotel. Long story short, we get to know this guy and we hear this guy's story and it's beautiful. He tells mm. about his wife who died like just recently, like a year ago and how he's, he's finding peace with God and, and all this stuff. And he just shares it all with us. Like, we're like, Whoa, this is really cool. We really appreciate that. and, the steak was half par, the beans weren't that good, <laughs> but the experience was great. And this little town, what are the chances we would stop in this little town, meet this guy, hear his story, learn to love him, and I still remember That was like 10 years, or like five years ago, and I still remember it.
1: Yeah, dude, that that's like, it's one of those things where you'll always remember just because of, it's one of those places where, like, you're in the middle of nowhere, and you do something there and that's your only memory of that place and therefore it sticks out in your memory. In fact, I remember um, a situation where we, I think we had a flat and we were again, we were in the middle of nowhere. This was from the same trip where the whole hail thing happened. We're coming back and we pull off to the side of the road and we're like, oh crap, this sucks. And so we're like kind of freaking out because there aren't many people in the middle of nowhere I forget I don't even remember what state we were in I want to say it was something like maybe in South Dakota even um, but anyhow we're waiting for somebody to pull over and this big biker guy like intimidating comes over and he um, he like pulls over to the side and he's like hey you guys need help and we're like Well, I was too young to talk to the guy. I was intimidated of him. But my parents were like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, he called like an officer because we didn't have a phone on us for some reason or our phone was dead or we weren't getting service. Anyhow, he got a hold of a guy. He helped us out. And he said a prayer for us even. And he gave us a card. And he was part of – it was called like um, I, I keep wanting to say Hell's Angels, but no, it's not Hell's Angels. That's a totally different organization. But it was something angels, and we were under the impression it was... Oh, it was called Hell Fighters. That was He was part of the Hell Fighters. And wow. I guess there are a bunch of United Bikers who go and fight demons or something. And so he like gave us a prayer, and then a cop came and like drove us to the nearest town. We got a spare tire, and we were back on the road within the next couple hours. Um, but it, yeah, it was one of those cool things where it's like you would have never run into these people despite if you'd been in completely different circumstances.
0: Oh, absolutely. I love, there's probably countless of stories like just within our family or within our friend group of experiences like that happening where you're supposed to, your tire breaks down, you're supposed to meet someone or you're supposed to help someone that you see on the side of the road. And it just turns into these really cool experiences. And I love that. And, and I think, some of the nicest people I ever met, um, was because we were on a road trip and we were able to talk to the locals. We were able to talk to someone. Um, and so that's why I love road trips so much is, be- is because of the experience and the people you meet on the road trips. Um, I think, can I do a story time after yeah. we're done talking? Okay. Cause I have, I have one story that kind of relates to what we're talking about. Like, spiritual experiences or um, things happening at the right time. But before I do that, um, I want to just give a shout out real quick to some people that were helping us come up with these destinations. And we'll talk, uh, talk about a couple. I know you found a couple as well, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. They added that there were some pretty cool ones. Um, So first give a shout out to road trip nation on Twitter. Um, They're just at road trip nation. And, they were pretty cool. They gave us um, a couple of sites that we need to go visit to um, on our road trip. Uh, a couple of them are Durango Railroad. Have you ever heard of Durango Railroad before? Definitely not. I haven't either. Um, but and so like I Googled it, and it seems like a pretty uh, a cool place. Um, where was that? It was like in Colorado, I think. Um and this little backstory behind it—it's this old like train place. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. Yeah, so it was founded in 1879, um, and it's this, this 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 town called Durango, Colorado, where all these trains would come through. Um, and it was constructed to haul gold and silver. And what I love about these places is the history behind them, but also. Like a lot of small towns, or a lot of different places, you can. There's a lot of ghost stories involved with it. I'm not going to go into, to the ghost stories, but I just think this is a pretty cool place because you're also able, like while you're there, you're able to, to uh, do, uh, to ride on an actual train. They'll give you a tour uh, with a train. You'll be able to have memories that way. Um, they also have like a, a one of the historic trains that went through there back in like the 1800s, um, there as well. So it's just a pretty, uh, cool place in Durango, Colorado. Um and and on the tour it like takes you through a waterfall too. Like this train goes through this waterfall as you have water falling down on you.
1: Dang, dude.
0: It, it's pretty dope. Um that's one of the places that they shared with us. Uh another one, have you heard of Bryce Canyon? I think that's in Utah.
1: I've heard of it for sure.
0: Um that's one uh, also Carlsbad Caverns, caverns. Uh, I think that one's in Texas. And it's kind of like the Grand Canyon Um, But less people go there, and it's also just really pretty, too. So if you don't like the crowds at the Grand Canyon, go to Carlsbad Caverns as well. Um, Those are a couple that they gave. Also post on Reddit. Um, They gave us a bunch of of different places you can visit, and we'll post that uh, with the
1: map we we share after the show. I don't know
0: about you, Con. Do you have any uh, ones that you found?
1: yes actually um, I want to jump to them real quick so originally this was so if you want any ideas on places you got to hit up like we said we have this Google map we're going to provide to you guys um, I have a few that are actually west of the Mississippi that I wanted to highlight these are also what you would consider tourist traps they fascinate me and I think they're for a, a good adventure for to, it's like a good setup to be really disappointed one of these is called Carhenge and you may have heard of the famous Stonehenge, which of course is overseas. Carhenge is different. Carhenge is an art project by, I'm pretty sure, some sort of hillbilly. I I have an about Carhenge thing here. Basically, it's in the style of Stonehenge, but this guy has set up all these trucks and cars in the same formation and painted them like gray so they look like stones. It's by Jim Reinders, and he experimented with this, um, it's one of his artistic creations, I guess. Um, a lot of people talk about how trashy it is. But he has a few names for something, or for some of his art projects. One is called, instead of Four Seasons, he has a, it's called Ford Seasons. And it's oh comprised of only Fords and inspired by Vivaldi's Four Seasons. Um, he also has, let's see. Uh, well, it says he has a few different sculptures in his car art reserve. Um and he won a twenty five hundred dollar prize in placement of his car art creation at the reserve. Um so he has like ten acres of land where he hosts all this. So if you wanna go see some stuff, if you're into NASCAR or just cars in general, or you're a really big fan of the cars movies, this is the place for you. Um then I also could, wanna so go go ahead.
0: Oh sorry, could you have the same experience just looking at pictures of it?
1: Totally. Or do you need to
0: go there and experience it?
1: I think you could probably imagine it in your head without even looking at Google Images and have just as good an experience if you were to go there. Mm -hmm. But you have to go there because I feel like you're missing out on the awkwardness if you don't (laughs) and the disappointment. That's essential. That's Mm -hmm. essential. Um, uh, So there's two things here. I just started searching world's largest. You could go see the world's largest ball of twine in Cocker City, Kansas. And then when you get out to California, make sure to stop by the world's tallest thermometer. It's right beside the Del Taco. So you could spend the day (laughs) with a little match or something under the thermometer trying to see how high you can get it to go. And then when you get all tired out, you can go over to the Del Taco. Um, And then when you go up north, you want to cool down a little bit and you got all that gum that you chewed on your car trip like saved up in your wrappers take it to the gum wall in um, it's called Post Alley uh, well that's the street in Seattle and there's a gum wall and it's just a wall of gross gum that people have stuck on a wall and it's become world famous and so all that bubble tape and your orbit and Trident and everything that you save it up because you're going to want to stick it on the wall those are, those, are my, uh, wow. those are my hot spots.
0: Do you think we could create something like that gum wall um, like at BYU? I, I don't would, know, what we, what yeah, would we do Yeah, I think though?
1: you could. Um, a
0: lifesaver wall.
1: Yeah, no totally like a candy wall or something or like a haichu wall. Maybe <gasps> they could do that in like yes. Tokyo or something. Yes. I, know, I know in Hershey Park there's a spot on the log plume ride where everybody sticks their gum. I guess so they don't choke on it when they go down or something.
0: Well, that makes sense.
1: So there's a lot of, like... I feel like all the... So this is for another conspiracy theory episode. All the gum walls are probably connected, kind of like Harry Potter, like Diagon Alley, like everything's connected... Well, I guess everywhere in the Wizarding World is like connected through, like, f- the flu network. I feel like it's something like that, where if you, like, press... Certain pieces of gum, the wall will like open and like let you into the magical world of like Willy Wonka or something.
0: (laughs) I absolutely believe that. That's 100 truth right there. So you can travel from the log ride and go into this wall Mm -hmm. of gum, right? Because why? Wouldn't you want to do that?
1: Yeah, I mean, especially if it leads to a land of Oompa Loompas and just constant candy. And if you want to, you can drown the fat kid in chocolate like he does in the movie to your heart's content oh
0: my gosh gosh that's fantastic thank you so much for sharing that Connor
1: you're welcome
0: alright I just want to end real quick with a quick story that happened to my family I was in my mother's belly I was not born yet I was a baby it was maybe like a month before I was due mm-hmm. and my family's on a road trip we're traveling and my dad says okay I'm tired let's pull over and stop It's just him and my mom and then my brother and two sisters and their kids they can't drive my mom can't drive because she's pregnant she'll probably get angry and get road rage or whatever okay um so what happens is they all lay down they go to sleep it's like the middle of the night my mom has a dream and in this dream, they're at the same rest stop they're at right now. It's more like a revelation. Mm-hmm. And she sees this truck pull up right next to them. And they're the only two cars in the whole entire rest stop. So he could have parked anywhere else, but he chose to park right next to them. And she sees guns on the back window. You know how, like, like uh, hillbillies and stuff do it? Mm-hmm. They put it in the back window across. And she sees him... There's two guys in there. She sees both of them grab a gun and open the door. And my mom's like, oh, no, in her dream. And she's like, what? And basically they open the door and they kill all my family. Whoa. She wakes up after after she sees them kill everybody. She wakes up and she looks to her left. And what does she see? The truck. No. Yes, she does. No. She sees the truck.
1: With the guns in the window? With the
0: guns in the window. And she sees the guys look at her. They're no. like, uh-oh. And she, they start getting out of the truck. She says this. She says two words. Jeff, which is my dad's name. She says, Jeff, go. And my dad, without a question, Gets up, turns the car on, puts it in drive, and hits the the gas. Damn! And they speed out of there just as the truck guys are opening their doors to block them in and to kill them all. What? Yes. This is real.
1: No. So my
0: mother saved my family's life. There would not be a Kennedy family with Jeff and Karen, Lindsay, Lacey, Austin, and me if she had not had that dream and had not woken up.
1: Dude, the more I hear about your mom, the more I'm amazed.
0: Dude, she is amazing. And I wouldn't be there because I was in her belly. Well, yeah, I'm in her belly. Let's go with that. And I owe my life to her. Even more than giving birth to me, I owe my life to her.
1: Mm -hmm. I love you, mom. There's so much good that came from that. Um, Absolutely. That's amazing. And... Uh, the fact that that even happened is just crazy. But like you said, like, I think um, I think road trips are something that we'll always remember for one reason or another, whether it's the funny stories or the crazy stories where your mom saved your entire family because of a dream that she had about some hillbillies about to take out some guns. Mm-hmm. And the fact that your dad was just, like, ready to go, too. Like, he just stepped right on it. He didn't question it. He could have very easily been like, no, you're just being delusional right now. I'm going to go get a Coke. You know what I mean? Yep. But no. No, he was
0: ready. He was ready.
1: That's sweet, dude.
0: That's way cool. Awesome. Well, do you have any last comments, Connor?
1: I just want to say road trips are worth it. I don't take enough road trips. I've had friends who've wanted to go on road trips for so long. There's so many good road trips. It's always If you've never been on one, you should go on one, even if it's just a few hours away or something. Um, you need the experience. It's something that you'll you'll never quite understand until you've done it. Um, it's something I definitely want to do more throughout my life. I definitely want to sometime check out Carhenge, the Gum wall, some large balls of twine and maybe the largest thermometer. And if I'm really lucky, I'll get down to Gibson 10 and I'll get to see some freak shows and there's all sorts of stuff out there and remember if you do go to the Lord, world's tallest thermometer there's a del taco across the street just remember that there's always a del taco across the street everywhere you go
0: yeah and if you want to take a road trip on may 6th come up to byu idaho yes for the six month extravaganza it's gonna be dope
1: Yes, we're we're starting to get more details as it comes in. Hopefully this week we'll have specifics. It's going to be here at BYU-Idaho. Most likely it's going to be here at the Brookside Village Apartments. There is a lounge that I'm going to try to schedule. Hopefully we'll be able to accommodate everyone. It will be a somewhat small room. um, So we're not planning on a ton of people coming, but we do plan on whoever wants to come to be able to be seated. It will be in the style of a live show. Um, We're hoping that we'll be able to have some guests come on. Um, It's going to be much uh, pretty similar to the style of the show, but hopefully with more interviews with people, maybe some talents that are shown off. Um, So we have a few people who've already offered to help us out. And then if you're not going to be there, don't worry. We're going to do our best to record it, and we will have it up probably that week for the podcast.
0: Definitely, definitely. And also go check out, um, those that helped us out today uh, what was it um, we have the, uh, the road trip nation go on reddit under traveling there's a bunch of people there that can help you as well if you're going on a trip soon also when we post our map comment some other places we may have missed um, that you guys like to go to or just other experiences or memories
1: you have with road tripping as well um, oh one more thing shout out to the hell fighters keep fighting them don't hell. give in to the demons Nope. fight like heck too. the heck fighters
0: <laughs> oh gosh and with that we thank you guys for coming on the show, uh, thank you Connor for coming and for all of you listening no problem. and again follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook we're going to be getting a Snapchat too so you can see us pre-show pre-game, post-show all that good stuff all um, our um,
1: sweaty glory
0: Oh yeah, we look good So that's all that matters Awesome, thanks again and, and have a good night Take some time out of your week Your week Listen and then you will see Oh, you'll see How much you enjoy our show Or not Or not You're about to experience constant in companion. companion.